Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. You've got Chloe Preslin here with Simon Delarue and we're going to run you through what has come up in today's state's meeting. And I think it's worth starting off with the big news about Liz Truss. Yeah, this was uh, halfway through our day, uh, lunchtime. Uh, we were just beavering away, writing up what had happened in the morning. And then uh, the news came that uh, the UK had lost another Prime Minister, which was rather careless of it. Um, so uh, we've had a quick word with um, the Chief Minister here. Uh, I had a chat with uh, Deputy Peter Fairbrush and um, just to get his reaction, really. And I suppose not surprising, really, it was just a, a call from him for a quick resolution of the situation. And... Um, a restoration of some stability. Uh, he did make the point that uh, we use a currency which is uh, that we share with the UK, and, uh, and but we don't have any uh, ability to control that, and so we're a a, a, um, a sort of currency following jurisdiction rather than a currency setting one. So we're at the mercy sometimes of this kind of turbulence. But um, he said he hoped it would be resolved more quickly than last time. At least the um, the uh, promise from. Uh, Prime Minister Truss, who's still Prime Minister for now, uh, was that it would get resolved a lot quicker than the last time mm-hmm. that this happened when obviously uh, Prime Minister Johnson went. So that was uh, that was the, the the talk of all of the deputies, not surprisingly, during lunch and after uh, the end of uh, the proceedings today. Uh, also men- mentioning Johnson, it seems like he's running again. So, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I'm, I'm rather glad that actually on, on a day like this that we're covering what's happened here in Kansas rather than in the UK, just because yeah, uh, in getting a lot ahead of ways. Less complex, I <laughs> yeah. think. However, there's uh, a few complicated things going on in the chamber today, and uh, we continued our um, uh, discussions over matters of population and immigration in the Assembly, and um, you uh, were following the First Amendment to be discussed today, Clay. Yes, yeah, so it was an amendment put, for, put forward by Deputy Sasha Kazantseva Miller, um, and it was about the proposal that CTAs, so that's common travel area residents, would be essentially treated more favourably when it comes to getting a work permit. So what she's saying is that someone who would normally uh, come over on a short-term permit would be allowed to stay a lot longer or indefinitely or even forever, I guess. But the rebuttal to that was, isn't that discrimination in itself? You know, uh, I can't remember exactly which deputy it was, but someone said that if you look at the people that are, that are coming from common travel area places and you know is it discrimination even though Sasha is saying that it's not based on nationality there was a lot of different things that came up in it and there was you know words like discrimination were getting thrown around and that that it's dangerous and it's irresponsible um and that but she you know she she's sticking by it and it did fail in the end but I think it quite tied quite well into Dell what what her fourth amendment was and I'll come back to, to that one but I think they tie in and worth talking about together really. well yeah I mean the, the issue around uh, the, the the subsequent uh, amendment that she put was um, the the danger at least this is how the many of the uh, members of the home affairs committee um, uh, voiced their concerns they said uh, that there was a danger of the secretary of state in the UK uh, signing Guernsey out of the common travel area at the stroke of a pen in if uh, this particular amendment went forward, what she was suggesting was that Home Affairs should go away and figure out whether there's any possibility of adding to the uh, list of job types for which um, a long-term employment permit uh, can be obtained, um, which would, they warned, lead to a um, divergence between UK and Guernsey um, settlement rights. Um, Deputy Heidi Salisbury, who seconded this this 
Amendment uh, rose to say that this was um, an exaggeration of the case, that really it was simply uh, a, a, an instruction, if approved, uh, to go away and just work up uh, the proposals to how this might work rather than anything uh, anything else. But uh, in closing, Deputy Rob Prow, Home Affairs Minister, said that even um, ministers and MPs in the UK getting wind of the fact that such things were being discussed on the floor of the Guernsey Parliament was a dangerous thing in itself. So on the one hand, accusations of uh, dangerous practice. On the other hand, accusations of hyperbole and exaggerating the case. In the end, that uh, particular amendment failed as well. And so in a way, it was a, it was a bit of a storm in a teacup and, and nothing came of it. So um, obviously, we, as a result of not having reached the end of the population and immigration policy letter, um, all of the amendments are yet to be, um, or the propositions that, as amended, are yet to be voted upon. And so the nothing set in stone yet but those amendments that have failed to be added on um, uh, have already you know permanently vanished so that's gone. There was a lot of tension in there wasn't there? For not the first time uh, the bailiff reprimanded uh, Deputy Simon Vermeulen for mispronouncing the name of uh, Deputy Sasha Kazantseva Miller. Um, I think she has the longest name in, surname in, in the assembly but um, as he had called her on three occasions Deputy Kazan, it was Kazakhstana Kazakhstan Miller. Miller, I think, um, I think uh, perhaps the bailiff took the view that this was becoming disrespectful. Um, and so, yeah, there was, uh, it's not the first time, and I, meant, I think we mention it because, uh, you know, it's something that it right at the very start of this theme. state's term, uh, the bailiff was actually quite keen. She, he actually invited her to repeat her surname so that everyone could get a handle on it nice and early. And it just keeps happening. And I think um, the, there's a feeling that it's it's disrespect. But um, well, we'll see how that goes. Maybe, maybe next time, maybe he'll practice it. And next time he'll come back and, and get it right first time. Um, so that, that's the gist of what's happened today. There was one other thing I suppose that's worth mentioning um, is that uh, there's we, we've been speaking to one or two deputies and one of them, Deputy Fairclough, uh, recently about... Um, the use of the guillotine motion. We've seen it several times today where uh, members have stood to suggest that debate should be curtailed because uh, they, and therefore go straight to the final speeches, the closing speeches of the proposer of the uh, amendment uh, and then the relevant uh, president and then to the vote. Um, the idea of this rule is called 26-1 is that um, if things are getting really repetitious and uh, debate's going on forever and everyone just wants to be heard on a subject but it's obvious which way the vote is going then let's curtail it and go straight to the vote but it, there's a perception among some rightly or wrongly that it's being used to uh, avoid hearing certain points of view from certain deputies and I've spoken today to Deputy Heidi Soulsby about this she's uh, a leading review of the machinery of government and said that it is something they're actively looking at and she's very unhappy about the way it's being used or in her words abused at the moment so you can read about that in our paper tomorrow. I think that ties in as well with the length of time that people speak because I, I think we've seen a lot of weeks of, of debate where there's been people making really really long speeches and then at the end of the day they're kind of rushing through three things and you hear guillotine after guillotine and people argue that not all of their their voices are being heard 
And uh, so, well, you've heard enough of our voices for now. Should think oh, we'll sorry, be. Sorry, can I stop you there? Just one. <laughs> Obviously not then. <laughs> one more thing that needs to be mentioned is how the debate ended today. So, um, debate got kicked. Uh, sorry, debate started off with talking about a potential compulsory healthcare scheme for people that are coming into Guernsey, and that is just to alleviate some of the pressures on taxpayers. You know, if, if you've been paying tax all of your life, um, I think maybe they're saying it could be potentially unfair for people to come in and straight away uh, reap the benefits of our really good healthcare scheme um, but we'll continue on with that tomorrow indeed well i look forward to seeing how that is resolved that was a, a proposal being brought by deputy broad wasn't it and yes, he is the was. president of health and social care so carries some weight there um, so yes we'll bring you uh, the conclusion of that particular element of the debate and indeed general debate if it's allowed to continue without a guillotine um, tomorrow and there's also uh, water pollution to be discussed as well um, so that's it though for day two uh, bye, goodbye for now